day. And good night. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Listen, thank you so much for coming out tonight, guys. We're going to have such a glorious evening. This man is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, so I'm going to get on with it because there's quite a lot of questions, right. my darling. And um, so let me start. <laughs> when and how did you first become aware of August Wilson's work? I saw Fences in, no, uh, maybe I saw Ma Rainey first. Okay. I think so, on Broadway in about 84-ish. Rock Dutton blew me away. But Fences I saw in 87. Uh, with James Earl Jones and Courtney uh -huh. Vance and uh, a wonderful actress, Mary Alice. And uh, interestingly enough, back then, I related more to Corey. You know, I, mm. I, yeah, I was closer in age to, I wasn't 17, but I was closer in age sure. to Corey. Yeah, yeah. wow. Um, at what point did you get to know August himself? I didn't know him well. I only met him once. I met him in 2005. I didn't know that was going to be the only time. There was word around that he um, was going to write something and he had me in mind. Oh. Not that he was writing it for me, yeah. but uh, I, I, I forgot if I decided or agent, somebody said, go see him. So I went to Seattle and, and spent the day with him, pouring rain, smoked cigarette after cigarette. And mm -hmm. uh, he talked about how he works and uh, he said he sort of, shut the doors and windows and the characters came in and spoke to him yeah. and he wrote down what they said. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, well, did they say anything about me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess they didn't. But uh, I think that, was, uh, that became uh, Gem of the Ocean. Yeah, because I remember him saying at one point that, because um, I'd said to him, I'd done the piano lesson, I think, and then I did something else, and I said, um, so you know oh, you Oh, so you knew him? You knew yeah, him? yeah, I got oh. to meet him, I know, I got sent oh. out to meet him. I was terrified. Yeah. I was absolutely you went to terrified. Seattle? No, oh. New York. Okay. Yeah, no, just New York. <laughs> Don't know why I just say it like that. <laughs> so funny, that's where he lives, that's where he lives. Yeah, I know. But go no. ahead, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, no, no, it was fine, because I um, hadn't seen any of his work, and so, I kind of went, well, I'm not going to blag. I'm just going to go and say, look, I've read this play and I love it. Mm. And I'm really thrilled to be doing it. And uh, I don't know any of your work. I haven't seen any of your plays. And then I thought, Paulette, he's a Tony Award winning, Pulitzer Prize winning writer. What are you doing? And, uh, and it, I said, listen, I just wanted to be honest. And he said, do you know what? I don't go to the theatre much myself. And I fell in love with him uh, instantly. Yeah, yeah, he was great. I was very privileged, very privileged. Um, those are some serious glasses you got on. Thank there, you. Girl. They're good, aren't they? This I'm is just, the way. I'm, I'm listening to you, but I'm going, damn, those are some serious glasses See, you I'm got on. <laughs> Look, you made me miss my. Right, All right. right. What am I doing? Right. Why, why, why? Where did the motivation come for you to decide to make Fences into a film? I was asked. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Scott Rudin, uh, the producer, has produced many movies and plays. Uh, they sent me a script, the, the August Wilson screenplay, and he said, you know, what do you want to do? You want to act in it? You want to produce it? You direct it? I said, well, I'll read it. Let me try that. <laughs> so I read it, and I realized I hadn't read the play. I had seen it, but I had never oh. read it. So I read the play, and it said, Troy Maxson, 53, and I was 55. So I said, I better hurry. <laughs> so I called Scott. I said, you know, I want to do the play. He said, you want to do the play? I said, yeah. Oh, so that's, that's how it happened. Okay. Yeah, he actually sent me the screenplay first. And as a result, we did the play. 
and it was very successful. I think they said it was the most nominations ever for a play in the history of the Tony Awards. Fabulous. And you know, we won yeah. Best Revival and this and Viola and myself and everybody won. And uh, so I knew we had something. Yeah. So I procrastinated another three or four years, two, three years, and uh, then started really working on it in earnest about two and a half years ago. Wow. And no, I better look at this because I was going to ask you something else. I'm going off script. Um, no, go ahead. What are you going to ask? No, I was just going to ask you what, I'm sure we're going to come to this at some point later on, but what was the real difference for you from it being the stage play to a film? You, 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 what do you mean? The difference in, uh, was there a change in any of the scripting? Did you think, or was if there? If there's 25,000 words in the screenplay, 24,900 of them are August Wilson's. Yeah. What I went in and did was massaged okay. it and thought about where else could scenes take place. Yeah. Yeah. For example, sure. her visiting him at his job. I knew that was a big step yeah. and, and I decided to do it. I knew it was going to stack the deck against Troy a little bit because in the play, yeah, of course. Yeah. Anybody seen the play? Okay. In the play, it all takes place in the yard. And he's rushing out to go actually to the hospital to see the, the other woman. And the scene takes place there. Yeah. I changed it. We see her alone in the house in that mm -hmm. montage with the snow and everything. And then we end up, that montage ends up with him coming out and work and she's standing there. So she's yeah. made the decision. She's going the extra mile. Now, I still, at the end of that scene, have to say, I'm going to see the other woman. Yeah, yeah. Looks like, and I knew that. And I knew that y'all wasn't going to like that. <laughs> I bet the women were going, mm-hmm. Yeah, you said, yeah. I'll tell you a funny story, a little side story. One, one day we're doing a play on Broadway. I come out with the baby, and a woman says, oh, Denzel. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna just go do this scene. <laughs> so, oh, Denzel. So I knew that uh, I was stacking the deck a little bit against mm -hmm. Troy. But I also knew, I, I said, well, you know, people like me. I knew that from when we did the play. Yeah. You know, people like me. So they're coming in with maybe some, that they like Denzel, mm -hmm. but that's gonna change. Possible, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah, Completely. so that was, a, yeah. that was a tricky one. Two, two scenes I did it, that scene, and to a lesser degree, having Bono come to the bar. Yeah. That was yeah. the one that I, I changed. Yeah. But wherever, it, wherever Troy was, Bono was going to find him, so that one didn't, sure. didn't bother me. But it kind of worked in a bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, yeah and, and now we can get the drinking going even earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, exactly, so yeah. by the time he gets to the boy, and he, you know, he's had a few. Yeah. Okay, so, on the one hand, for people in theatre and literature, August Wilson is unquestionably, you know, one of the greatest playwrights in world history. And yet a, a lot of people will probably see this film as their introduction to his entire work. Mm. What do you hope they take away from it? It depends upon what they bring to it. Okay. I love that. Yeah, because I'll tell you stories. First, first, the first screening we had with a Q&A in Westwood, first time ever, Somebody said, I didn't know August Wilson was Polish. <laughs> Japanese man said something. 
like that. I would sometimes come in the back and sit in on the screening just to get the feel of the audience the last few minutes because we did a lot of Q&As and there were a couple of empty seats and I sat out and it was a redhead kid, looked like Irish kid, and he was sitting there like, <laughs> and he was watching like this. So I was just watching him and I'm watching the film, watching. So the lights came up or the credits came up and I said, you okay? And he was a little shocked that it was me. But I, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> that wasn't a joke, but it's a good setup, but it wasn't a joke. But, so I said, was that your father up there? He's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I said, was that you? He said, no, nah, my brother. He said, my brother was a great athlete. My, my father just crushed him. And I didn't get into the why, but, so we got into the Q&A and some questions came up and I asked him to come up. And uh, he couldn't actually get through it. So I don't know what happened, but some are Corey. We, w w some, uh, hopefully very few are Troy, but you know, I, we all had, I, in my generation, we had tough fathers. I mean, my father didn't crush my spirit like that, but he couldn't read that well, mm -hmm. you know, told me I, I could get a trade and work with, he could get me on at the water department. Yeah. 25 years, I could be a supervisor, you know, and make $2 mm -hmm. extra an hour, things like that. So I did have that, you know, some arose. Sure. Some are Alberta. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of Albertans out there. <laughs> We're not naming names. Yeah, no names. There's some Albertans yeah. out there. Um, but I think what's beautiful about his work is that within the fact that he keeps it so culturally specific, mm. in a way, it makes it completely universal. Absolutely. And that's the skill and the joy and the beauty of his work. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's the difference between playing Troy on screen and on stage? None. None. We're, we're here talking like this. Yeah. So we're talking like this. If it's a play, then we know we have to reach the back. So we, we reach the back. I, what I did was, to, first of all, five of us were in the play. So I took the core band because it's so musical. The yeah. riffs are such that there's no time to be figuring this out on the day, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, of course we had to get a new little girl and we had to get a new Corey because the Corey that did it with us was too old. But I set up a two week rehearsal and, I, and a big uh, basketball uh, old church gym. And I taped out all the sets outside, I'm through the kitchen, steps, everything, upstairs, everywhere. Little, you know, piecemeal furniture to make the actors feel like a play so we squeezed it a little more now. Nice. I hired, or I, I chose six or seven young kids, theater students, from Carnegie Mellon and Point Park University, I think it's called, acting students. I said, you're not stand-ins, you're understudies. You're gonna have to be off book and write mm -hmm. down all the blocking because I knew I was gonna have to step out and start looking around. Yeah. I asked all the actors to mentor those kids. So now, Rose is doing, and I told the cinematographer uh, about the second week I said, come in and just start moving around. I told all the actors, that's the cinematographer. Actors know where she stands, the camera's gonna be. <laughs> so we're no longer playing out like this. If we're talking, we're talking. Now I know if I put the camera over there, somebody's gonna probably turn out a little bit. If I put it here, right? If, I'm, if the camera's here, you're gonna all of a sudden, so yeah. I kept having her move around. 
Lovely. You know, so that, and, and it just, and, and the most, all of the actors have done television and film, so they, it's, it's not. I guess my bit of the question would be really, because it's such an emotional journey, mm. and when you're filming, of course, you're doing it in kind of tiny bites. Mm. Mm. How do you maintain that? Because we knew the score. That, I guess so, We yeah. knew the score of it, you know, because, you know, I, we, we did 114 performances on oh, Broadway. Man. So we knew, we, I, I, I thought I knew the lines, but I had to relearn them. Mm -hmm. But we knew the score. And uh, Viola's on a, on a big television show, so she's used to being in front of the cameras. Right. No big deal. Cool. Um, she's pretty good, huh? She's fabulous. Mm. I mean, really, I mean, it's, yeah. She's fabulous. I'll tell you another story. We're rehearsing it on Broadway. And Troy, you know, it's a big part. So I got to work with all six actors. And they're getting ahead. They're, get, they're learning their lines a little faster than me. You know, I'll catch up. I'm not worried. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'll catch up. I'll catch up. And about the third week, she hit that big scene. Mm. I was like, okay, lady for y'all. I got to get over it. <laughs> I got to learn this part because she showed yeah. where she was going. And I'll never forget that day in rehearsal. I was like, oh, uh, that night I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your game, yeah, yeah. For, for, for real, for real. Wow. So during the shoot, you had three things to do, really, act, direct and produce. Right. How did you not go mad and how do you keep your focus and how do you do it? I fired the director. OK. <laughs> That's after I slept with him. Good move. Which is how I got the job. <laughs> no, you, you know. But preparation, you know, the, 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 a really wonderful young cinematographer, uh, Charlotte Bruce Christensen, and I started working six, I don't know how many months out, and developed the language of it and watched film and had ideas and, and, and uh, just preparation, preparation, preparation. And I always, like especially Viola's big scene, get her performance. Mm. Don't worry about me, I'll come around, you know. Sometimes, if someone I felt was too actory and not her, I'd shoot myself first so I can wear them out. Okay. Or yeah. go to another angle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Let them wear themselves yeah. out a little bit because they they've been they know this is their big scene <laughs> and, and they've been working. And you can see that they've been working on it. Yeah. Oh, I'll be here and then I'll. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Deadly. Oh no. Way. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was doing Much Ado About Nothing, or Kenneth Brownout directed, and we had a lot of British actors, and I forgot, they, they had names for a type of emotion. Oh, you want me to do a, a so-and-so here? You know, yeah. Yeah, they would go, oh, so there was some actor that was known for going, and <laughs> So the guy said, oh, you mean walk here and then do a Murphy, and then I'll go over there. And, Oh I, I never heard that. No. Maybe, maybe that doesn't exist anymore. Maybe that was the old school. Because he was maybe. an older actor, and that was in 93. Right. He's like, I'll stand here. I'll do a Murphy, you know. It was something. There's some actor that was known for, oh, my God. There was quite a few of them, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Did I answer the question? Yes, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, the next one is, what's important for you as a director? And that's, you know, not just film, but that's uh, theatre as well or television, wherever you do it, what's the important thing for you? What's Here, the role? important thing was to serve August Wilson. Mm -hmm. To not, to, to make it feel organic, to yes, make a motion picture, but to not trick it up, to not make it about the director, yeah. to lead with August. 
You know, he wrote a masterpiece. Yeah. Arthur Miller, Eugene O'Neill, Tennessee Williams, Edward Albee, August Wilson. He's one of the, in Absolutely. my opinion, five Absolutely. great playwrights. Yeah. So I have a 10 play uh, 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 plan in, in mind. I, I did, like I said, I don't know if I said it here, but the estate has said, would you take care of August Wilson? So I am in charge of all 10 of August Wilson's plays. I, wow. I've made a deal to produce all of them. So this was our first step. Yeah. So I wanted to lead with August and, and we can get more cinematic if we like down the line, but I have to tell his story the way I felt it should be told yeah. to get people into the theater. And we're doing great business in the United States. So if we do well, <laughs> Over here <laughs> and around the world, which we will, yeah. uh, then we can make the next one. It's called Show Business. Yeah. No business. No, really no business. No, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. No business, no next show. Exactly. Um, what would you say is the, the thing that distinguishes Viola most as an actor? Ooh. I was going to ask you about Corey, but we've kind of talked about that already, so I'm jumping ahead. Power is a word that comes to mind in this mm -hmm. film. The first film I directed, Antoine Fisher, she only had one line, but she was powerful. Yeah. She stays with it. She, you know, she came in and read for Antoine Fisher. I was like, who is this? There was a young girl, I think she's from here, was from Australia. I did a movie, Book of Eli. And uh, was it Book of Eli? Yeah, Book of Eli. And they didn't cast her. But I said, this girl's got the chops, and it was Carrie Mulligan. Okay. Yeah? So when I saw Viola, I was like, mm -hmm. and this was 17 years ago, and I didn't know her from Adam, but she came in, and she didn't even read because she only had one line. But she, she just has that power. This is the, that rare time when the actor meets the role. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is this. It, it, it's her turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She better win. Oh, listen, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's her turn. It's fabulous. Oh, what she does is just. So the thing I reminded the actors that the, those of us that had done it is yeah. to make sure we go back to the beginning. Let's not start where we finished. Yeah. And assume, because if the audience feels like. Well, they need to just need to break up anyway. Yeah. Then it doesn't mean anything. But his love for her is true. You know, he says, I love this woman. I love mm. her so much it hurts. Mm. I love her so much that I don't run out of ways of loving her. So I got to get back to basics. And she loves him. So that when things fall apart, mm -hmm. you, you, you feel it. Absolutely. It's set in a very precise time, 1957, with the final scene in 1965. Um, did you find yourself thinking of how it can speak to the present day? Was that ever a question or a worry or a concern? No, nah. no, because that, that, like I said, it depends on what you bring to it. It's not my job to tell you what you should think. Mm. You know, that, that, yeah. that makes the movie small. I mean, it means only about what I see. And, and sure. It, 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 August Wilson's too deep for that, too wide for that. Yeah. You know, it's not any one thing. I, I, in, a, in, a, in, a, in that six-month montage with the snow and all of that yeah. business. When, when, you, when the love has died, I had a shot of Troy in the bar with a woman. 
who was Alberta, right? Oh. Men didn't say too much about it. Women didn't like it. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to see her. Then some people said to me, oh, I didn't know that was Alberta. I thought that was another woman. I cut Ooh, it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he says to Bono later, you know me, I wasn't out there looking for nothing. So if that was in there, yeah. then it's a story about a liar. Absolutely. Then I realized also the genius of August Wilson. You never see Alberta until you see that child. Yeah. And I can hear women in the audience. And that's why that cut, I have that cut to her right when you see her face, a little girl. Mm -hmm. And I can hear women. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, she's a pretty little girl. So yeah. you have to imagine what her, what mother her like. mother's like. Yeah. So then for yeah. this woman to take this child and raise her, for this child, mm -hmm. on the day her father is being buried, she meets her brother that she doesn't know. Her other brother just gets out of jail. Her mother who is raising her is not her mother. And her other brother just got out of the insane asylum. Yep. And she's okay. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. You know, and you know this, in the play, or at least when we did it, in the play, we, we found a way, I found a way, I, and I wrote it in the screenplay, when they're singing the song, all I wrote in parentheses was Corey, when they're singing, struggling. I didn't want to say crying, breaking yeah. down, I just said struggling. Yeah. So whatever that meant for the actor. All I said to the girl was, take care of your big brother. And she's like, okay. You know, yeah. like a little child, right? And she hugged him and stuff, and it was beautiful. And it took, that's his arc. Mm -hmm. It didn't finally hit him until then. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was beautiful. Yeah, it's lovely. Lovely moment. It's great. I guess pain is the same. Because I, I, I tried to think of it if the shoe was on the other foot. If she had fooled around, how much of that would make sense? Could be. You know, yeah, I know. Could, maybe, but, but a man wrote it. Yeah. But he goes to the truth, mm. and he doesn't care if it hurts, because mm. it sometimes has to. And it and didn't uh, take me no 18 years to realize the soil was hard and rocky and was never going to... I know. I used to take that beating every night. Every night. Not only that scene, the, 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 the killer scene is when she said, this, this baby has a mother, but you're a womanless man. That's right. Every yeah. night. And she's staying in the house. Yeah. She, we mm. were like 50-50 like, like this up on the porch. And she would say that and walk out, and I could hear them cheering. But, <laughs> I, could, I, could, I, could, but I refused to look out. I followed her, and I just like, just turn the lights <laughs> off and just bring the curtain down. Because every night, it was a killer, because yeah. you don't expect that. You don't see it coming. No, no, it's wonderful. I'm out. I know. 